Welcome to this week's episode of the Robo Falcons podcast, the official podcast of the Frost Robo Falcons robotics teams. I am your host, Jason, and I am joined by Frost Robotics team member, Asher, who happens to also be my son. Ash, welcome. Hello again. Hello, Ash. Welcome welcome back for our third outing here. Mm-hmm. Good to be here. Yep, yep. So just a, a little, little state of affairs at this point, uh, both Frost teams have um, so Frost uh, uh, 10136 and Frost 16408 both teams have qualified for states which is a big deal um, were you excited I'm very excited yeah how'd you feel about being able to go up there and collect the award for uh, for your team uh, it was invigorating yeah invigorating yes mm-hmm. that's, that's probably a pretty good word for it well speaking of invigorating we've got two wonderful guests with us uh, they are student mentors here for the Robo Falcons we have Jaden and Daniel uh, Jaden, go ahead and say hi. Hi. And Daniel. Hello. Excellent. Um, so you're 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 here. You're you're uh, you're former team members of these particular two teams, correct? Yeah. Yes. How did you guys get involved in all this? Well, uh, first, uh, one of my friends that I've grown up with uh, found out about the team, uh, and they're older than me. So naturally, when I found out about it, my dad's like, "Hey, you're going to do it," and then threw me in there. Um, and I've been doing robotics ever since. And how long has that been? Uh, six years at this point. Six years. So you're, you've taken it all the way through the high school. All the way through high school, yeah. Gotcha. And now I'm a senior captain. It's wonderful. Similar story. It's actually the same exact family, except for their younger brother got me into it in seventh grade year. Yeah. Just to do it with them, and I've been in it since then, except for COVID year. Got it, got it. And you're a senior also? I'm a junior. Junior. A, a junior captain as well. Very cool, very cool. Um... So what 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 do you think of all this? What do you think of how the teams progressed? Is it different from when you were in it? It's definitely a lot different. Um, when I was when I was in it, it was definitely less organized. Yeah, uh, we didn't quite have the funding or the mentors that they have now. Mm-hmm. Um, and like my seventh grade year is the first year that Frost went to states. Okay, um, so it's it's definitely changed a lot over the years. Both less less organized and less focused. So I remember back in seventh grade and you know, also before, there was a scheduled snack time. We'd all take a break. Didn't really ever stay late to work on stuff when it was needed. And nowadays, you know, all the kids are much more willing to get involved and work on it as just a, almost to a perfection to make sure that we're 100% ready for the competitions. So do you think, so uh, enrollment-wise, so it's obviously there's two teams this year as opposed to one, which, which there's traditionally been. So... Clearly, there's been a, a boom in, in interest in this. Um, I would assume you guys are, are a part of the promotion of it? Yeah, so especially with a lot of what we do on the Livonia Warriors uh, for high school, uh, we do a lot of demonstrations for like middle school and elementary uh, to get kids involved at all levels. And like me personally, I believe that kids should all, like all, kids of like all skill types should be involved in robotics. Um, mainly just because it doesn't necessarily just just teach you engineering, but also teach you teaches you like really good life skills. Okay, those life skills includes like writing and stuff. Like there's a squad where you just write awards and that's it, or you make arts and stuff or imagery or you know, other STEM skills is also just good to learn. So really, it's a good place for everybody. What would you say your your particular skill set is? Like what did you, what did you gravitate to when the two of you were here? Um, definitely when I first started out, I gravitated a lot more towards programming. Like I wasn't very hands-on person, but programming, I got my head around. Uh, but when it came to high school, um, I started gravitating a lot more towards the uh, mechanical side of things. Okay. 
right from the get-go. I'm more hands-on. I like mechanical. I like building the robot. It's just a nice experience to just be there with a couple people, just tinkering with it, making it better, build it up, just seeing it grow from the very beginning. is really nice to see it compete at the very end of the season. Were there skills that you developed that you didn't expect to? Um, I think for me, uh, especially the like hands-on uh, thing, I didn't expect to originally. Um, one night, I just was the only one left at robotics, um, and so I just said, screw it, let's fix the robot. Yeah. Um, and so pretty much one night, I became one of the more mechanical leaders, um, and I just found new skills that way. Uh, how has your... Oh, um, I've gotten much more teamwork focused kind of working or I'm working, you know, also hands on still the other mechanical members, you know, be like, you know, we'd be handing each other stuff when it's needed, you know, holding stuff in line and just work much more as a cohesive system. Okay. Is that, is that, are those the parts that you find the most fun yeah. as well? Yeah. Like, yeah. like working with the team a lot. Okay. So. Um, so obviously we mentioned at the, the beginning of the show, you're now student mentors. So you've come in at this point and you're passing your skills along to the younger kids. Um, is that something that you were asked to do, something you volunteered to do, you just felt compelled to? Uh, I know me, I was, I asked, or I asked, sorry, I volunteered to do it. Yeah. Um, obviously I know a few people on the team, uh, like Daniel's younger brother's on the team. Um, and so I figured I can help out. Um, and I know they were in need of mentors, especially in the programming side. So I figured I could easily step into the role. It's been an amazing experience uh, getting to pass my skills along. I've had a great time. I originally started because my other brother Nathan went through for the two years before this, and now Xander's in it. So I can kind of continue to also work with my brother and also just FTC in general, because I like staying involved year-round with robotics. It's just a nice environment. All right. Um, how has your perspective changed now that you're mentoring students versus when you were students? Um, trying to let them know skills that like I've known that I got from other people. It's a real change because I don't have the same kind of teaching mindset versus learning. It's a lot different because I have to make sure be patient, which I'm not really good with the patience quite yet. <laughs> but yeah, I think we're getting there. Yeah, I know, especially for me, it's kind of like a night and day sort of deal. Like, uh, being taught for me is easy, but like teaching others has been a little difficult. And it's like, again, like what Daniel said with the patience. Um, but like, I know, like, for me, it's like being older, I know I'm expected to obviously like participate more, I guess, mm -hmm. um, and to know these things. And like, even as a mentor, I've learned a lot. Um, so it's, it's one of those things is, it's very different in a more mental fact than physical, I guess. Um, so now that you're in this position and you've experienced it, does your opinion of the mentors you had before, has that changed now that you're in the position that they had? I'd say yes for me at least. Um, like I know like some of my mentors that I've previously had, I'm like, they don't do anything. Why are they even here? Um, but now like realizing like the work it actually takes – for even the minimal impact they had, um, like I, I've taken a new appreciation to it. Yeah, it's it's a lot, and I don't realize it, and I don't realize how difficult it really is to teach like these younger kids just how to do stuff that's almost like second nature to me at this point. 
So yeah, got a lot more respect for what the mentors are putting in at this point. Yeah, that was one of the things that I learned. I did a lot of a lot of teaching. I've I've coached softball. I was a marching band instructor. I obviously doing this now. You know, I've done a lot of teaching, and that was the hardest thing I, I ever learned was how to teach people because um, everybody learns differently. And and it, you don't when you're a, when you're in the position when you're a student. You learn one way. You have your own perspective on how you want to be taught things, and you don't necessarily realize that there are other ways to be taught and to teach people. And it's hard to kind of pick up on those things when maybe it's not your second nature. Um, so I, this is definitely a good environment, I would say, for you know student mentors to learn in because there is a lot of diversity as far as how kids operate, what jobs there are, the different kind of skill sets that everybody has and being able to accommodate all those, this is a good place to sort of hone those skills and, and start developing, developing that on your own. Yeah, for sure. Uh, are there decisions that your mentors made that you now understand that your mentors made? Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, um, yeah are there... So in the past, like being here at, at, at FTC, are there decisions that or decisions or things that your mentors did then that you didn't understand until now, now that you're student mentors? It's like decisions made like I mean, as, as a decision. student or decisions yeah. made like more recently? No, when you were a student. Yeah, when okay. um, I'd say like for me, it's like definitely prioritizing drive practice. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't understand it then because I thought like when I was driving for FTC, I thought I was really good naturally. Yep. Um, which... I now know as a mentor and as a driver for high school that we need a lot more practice than we think. Because, mm -hmm. um, like, I know me, and even still, I want to more focus on, like, autonomous and making sure the robot's 100% and, like, improvements versus, like, actual work driving. Uh, and I think now that I've, I've come to a realization of, like, how much time we actually need. Yeah, you can be really good with, like, navigating and stuff. It's like, you have to know the game and, like, be one with the game and one with your robot, essentially, so that doing all the basic stuff becomes second nature because you have to be ready to just act on the fly as a driver. And it has that skill, that perspective carried over into, into FRC? I would high school yeah, 100%. Yeah. I know it's like even here, like driving uh, the FTC versus FRC is very different, right? Controllers are different uh, and just the program in general. Uh, but I've noticed like a, even a big change in my FRC driving after I've had to take that, like take a step back in my perspective of like what the like drivers are going through. And I only became a driver for FRC very recently, but it's it's kind of mind blowing the perspective difference that you can see between FTC and FRC. You have to. I already mentioned that stuff earlier. Um, what are the differences between FTC and FRC? Uh, one of the major differences is just like the size, right? Um, in FTC, we're uh, restricted to 18 by 18 by 18, versus with FRC, uh, you can have a diameter of 120 inches all around, or sorry, per uh, perimeter, um, and then like four and a half feet high or tall. So it's definitely size wise kind of a shock, um, but also like the competitions are a lot longer. I'd say those are the two biggest differences. It's not just the size of the robot, it's also the size of the team. It's a huge system. The size of like mechanical squad alone could be the size of your FTC team. 
And that's just how many people are just working so um, tediously just on every specific little bit, like, you know, just electrical or just building the robot or just making your awards. It's a completely different presentation team versus the drive team or the people who build the robot. That's interesting. I, I didn't. I, I guess I didn't realize that portion of it. Obviously, this is on you know, a much smaller scale. Um, we have, you know, we'll, we'll get a little robot together here in maybe a couple weeks yeah. uh, and have something moving. How long does it take you guys to sort of get a working, I guess, prototype in, at the FRC level? Uh, typically, for like a drivetrain, it takes us about a week to get a. a a full drivetrain so then we can start driving. Okay. Um, but like all the specialty uh, parts like your like piece manipulators and whatnot and like how you pick up and interact with the pieces, yeah. that typically I think getting that on the robot included takes about a month or so. I'll say five weeks on average for and then it still takes like a long time to actually perfect that piece manipulator, you know, just adding specific parts to it, sensors and whatnot. But you know, we do meet generally and for long for longer and more often for FRC. It's a bigger commitment, of, of course. Excellent. Um, well, um, we're going to wrap up a little bit here. In the closing, we have a couple questions that we kind of ask everybody. Yeah. Uh, the first one is, what does gracious professionalism mean to you guys? I'd say to me, gracious professionalism is like doing the right thing uh, even when no one's looking, um, and like just helping out as much as you can uh, if you're able. Okay. So it's like if you see someone struggling, even if they're your opponent, um, to me you should always go and help them out. Treat everyone as if they're one of your own. You want to treat like all of your opponents as like one of your teammates. Just always put on a good face. You never want to put anybody down because you want everybody to reach their best. You don't want to compete against somebody who's, you know, broken or whatever, or they're really inside their own head. You want everybody to, you know, go in at their absolute best. Excellent, excellent. Now, the last question we ask is, um, how would you, if you were to convince someone to join this organization, or, or FRC, or, or, or anything robotics related, how would you sell it to them? The main point is there's a place for you no matter what. There's a place for everybody on this team, whether you want to drive it, whether you want to write essays, whether you want to just build it, or you know just work with the people you like. It's because it's, it's great people here, of course. It's, it's no matter what, there's something for you to do and have a good time with. Uh, for me, it's very similar to the culture. Um, there's a place for everyone here, and it's, it's very inviting. Um, and I feel like even through all the sports that I've played, uh, robotics, or well, first robotics in general has been the easiest um, group of people to get into, and it's it's kind of eye-opening to what people can do when they're not focusing on like competing against each other. Yeah, I, I would agree with both of those sentiments. Um, I think you're right. Everybody has a place here, and which. Again, I, I didn't expect to see people working on art projects here or, or designing things or writing essays. We're working on writing an essay right now for different awards that we're doing for states. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's an amazing thing to kind of see everybody come together to combine all their skills for this big 
thing of FTC and FRC. Um, thank you both for being here. I really appreciate it. Um, thank you. Any anything you want to uh, anything you want to plug? You want to plug your own your FRC teams? Uh, w to Livonia Warriors uh, twenty eight thirty two. We're gonna take. We're gonna win states this year. Best team in the nation. Best team in the nation. <laughs> if where can people go to learn about FRC? Uh, so you can go to the LivoniaWarriors.com or org, I believe. Sorry, um, that's for the Warriors website. You can also look up uh, first or first of Michigan. Uh, I believe org for both of those. Um, and those will just give you more of a general basis around first and also will can provide you with where to go to join a first team. You can kind of see how competitions go by using the Blue Alliance website. Just watch matches and see how it is. Yeah. Very cool. I appreciate it. Thanks for, both. Thanks for being here, guys. Of course. Yeah. Thank you. My next guests are two students, two team members on the Frost Robo Falcons. We have Akshara. Hi. And we have Ak. Hey. How are you? Good. Thank you for being here. I appreciate it. Um, so there's a lot of different positions, a lot of different things you can do on the Robo Falcons team. We've been talking about it on the, on the previous episodes. Um, one of the things is the design team and the whole design process. And, and Audrey, I understand you're a part of, part of that design team. Yeah. Why don't you tell us about it? So um, I'm a big member of the design team. We just do things like um, we design a board that we put in our pit and we designed the body of the robot, team elements we worked on a little bit. What's a team element? Um, it's, um, I'm not entirely sure. The team element, those are the, those are the, um, the custom, like, pieces they use on the game field. Right. Yeah. So we helped, we, we tried to design one of those, it didn't turn out that well. Okay. And then, um, we also do things like promotion and I helped, we're working on a promotion video mm-hmm. that's going to be posted on YouTube that I'm. I wrote the script for. Okay. And we do a lot of different stuff. And that all falls within the whole design team kind of thing. Basically. Excellent. Um, Akshara, what, what types of things do you do on the team? Um, I help with um, the design team sometimes, okay. but I'm mostly with the presentation team and drive team. Excellent. Excellent. What, what, do, you, what do you like better? Like what's your, what's kind of your, the sweet spot for the types of things that you can do here? What do you enjoy doing? Um, I really like presenting because... Um, like when I was younger, my parents put me in a public speaking class and I really hated it, but mm-hmm. like, then I like, it kind of grew on me and I started to really like it. Do you feel like the things that you learn in that class really carry over to what you're doing now? Yeah, definitely. Excellent. excellent. Um, all right. So we, I do want to, I'm going to circle back real quick to the design team. We forgot to mention, um, what, what's the design this year? What, what are the two robots look like? So one of our, we have, we have two different teams, which means two different themes, one for each team. So um, one six four zero eight. The theme is Iron Man, mm-hmm. and one 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 three six is Spider Man. And so our robots basically um, just have like spider webs, spiders, and our name for our one one three six robot is Arachnid. And our black team's robot, the body panel has like um, Iron Man's heart arc reactor kind of thing. And it, um, its name is Fusion. Excellent. So, uh, how does the design process work for each of the robots? So, for each of the robots, we took our theme and we first we made an acronym. Um, I can't quite remember all of the things of our acronym right now. It's very long. <laughs> but um, and then we basically took different parts of things that relate to the theme. You know, the spiders, the spider webs. We took the Marvel text that, and we wrote on that, said Arachnid, the name of our robot. And we basically just combined it all into a body panel and we put that on the robot. It looks good. 
And for the 16408, it's similar. We took the arc reactor, you know, Iron Man red. We did all that. We put it on the robot. It looks nice. Cool. Um, so how many designs did you go through when making the robots? I know that typically during the design process, there's not going to be just like one design that is already perfect. Yeah. So, um, with the Spider-Man robot, we actually started out for our first competition with an entirely different, um, thing that we have now. But what we found was that it didn't quite look as good because the blue wasn't the right color and it, we didn't have like a Marvel tie in there. So, um, we basically took that idea. We combined it with a few more spider webs and we used the Marvel text and we made it the right shade of blue for, you know, Spider-Man's costume. And that made it a lot better. And for the fusion one, I think it's very similar to what we basically had the idea of in the first place. The only thing we've recently added is the LED lights around the arc reactor, which look amazing. And that's basically it, yeah. Yeah, I saw in uh, a couple of the matches and and the uh, the practice uh, thing over there for driving that, um, like I saw the lights, the rainbow lights around um, the arc reactor. And I think how that works is like when there's a pixel in the intake, um, it'll like light up a certain color or something. Yeah. Um, it's uh, rainbow like all the time, but... I'm pretty sure there's like a different way it lights up, like depending on how. Yeah, from what I could tell, when there's one pixel in there, half of the uh, arc reactor turns green. When there's two pixels in there, the whole arc reactor is green, which is a good way for the drivers to kind of figure out, you know, what they've picked up, what they have available to them. Um, so once the design process is kind of finalized and, and, and sorted out, the design, the actual build goes into goes into place right. as far as building the parts go. What do you guys use to build? Because I noticed on the Iron Man one in particular, there's like plastic shielding on the outside and like covers for it. How do you build those? So I think for the main part of the body, it's just a certain kind of like plasticky cardboard. I'm not entirely sure. Mm-hmm. And then we place like vinyl over it. Okay. And then we 3D print things like the letters and the spider webs, and we kind of glue them on there. And um, and I believe it's also the same for the Spider-Man robot. I think they're both kind of the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a vinyl sticker with a on a, on a yeah. almost like a plastic cardboard sort of material. And um, some of our parts are like used that uh, are made using CAD. Um, there's two people on. Well, there's one person on each team that are like really good with CAD. Mm-hmm. And yeah, actually, that, that brings up a good point. Um, once everything's done, once we have all the robot build, design, and everything, we have to present all this information to the judges. Um, and that's where, where a lot of the work that you do, Akshar, comes in. Uh, you're, you're part of the presentation team, right? Mm-hmm. What, uh, what, what types of things are we presenting to the judges? What information? Uh, we talk about uh where we hold our practices we talk about what kind of outreach we do we talk about like our promotion our fundraising um how our robot looks and our design process and things like that we also talk about uh things we have at the pits and what we give out to people excellent um another thing that we talk about with the judges is um how we created unique um solutions to the problems with our robot in the first place Mm -hmm. 
and um, a response to the first day challenge. Okay. Um, do, is there a particular part that the two of you have in the presentation, or do you do, or does one person do the whole thing? Uh, there's like, so the entire team, or like almost the entire team, everyone that's there, uh, is usually there, but then like only around around like seven present, and um, I present about um, mechanical because I did that at the very beginning. I did that Good. for a long time. Well, tell us what you did. Um, I worked on like the entire linear slide thing, and I did most of it, the entire thing, and I worked on some of the prototypes too. Um, in my presentation, I talk about how we decided on the sides for our robot because the bigger ones, it would like be able to hold a lot of things, but it would be like really hard for the Jive team to like move it. It would be slow. Okay. Um, what types of things, um, types of skills? do you use when you're doing the presenting? Um, things like being able to like talk to people without getting nervous. Mm -hmm. um, being able to like actually, actually know what you're saying, not just reading off of a script, just like actually know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. um, so what do you find most difficult about presenting? Um, I would say, like, not, like, fidgeting around because I use, like, fidgeting to, like, help me focus. And, like, if I, like, fidget in front of the judges, I feel like that doesn't look very good, so I try not to. What do you think? Um, what I think the most part, of, the hardest part of presenting is, um, is at the end where we do the Q&A session. Because then they ask questions that we haven't prepared for necessarily. Like, the first time I was in the presentation team... Um, they asked us a question about our budget, which is one that we did not prepare for. Mm -hmm. So we just have to try and answer it best we can and try not to get nervous about this kind of things. I, I, like, I can understand that. Like, you know, you can, like, make a whole script and things when you're preparing, but for the questions, you, you don't know what's going to come out. You don't know how you're going to answer them. Yeah, the judges definitely will throw you a curveball every once in a while. When we were preparing you guys for the presentation, we didn't even think about budget. Like, we didn't think about asking or making sure you guys knew what the budget was, but that is a big part of it. Um, and, and, and part of also that, that budget is promoting the, promoting the robot, promoting the team itself. Um, what kinds of promotions do we, do, do, do we usually do or have we done this year? So this year we've done a letter writing campaign, which is basically we find a list of companies in our area or sometimes not even their area and we sent them out letters and if we receive like either money or parts or something similar then that's our sponsorship and we also um i believe we do like tech outreach events which is where we go to a place and normally it's like a technology company of mm -hmm. some sorts and we get to show off our robots to them and get them interested in FTC and things like that. And we also have people come here, right? Yeah, we've had people who have like connections to tech enemies, um, parents like come here and friends and family, that kind of thing. Um, right. We also had um, an FLL night for um, younger kids in elementary to elementary school level. Uh, the the Lego League? Yeah, the first Lego League. Uh -huh. um, and they come and they look at our robot and they try to get involved with it so they know what they're going into. Like, And when they go to middle school, they'll like have a higher chance of being more interested in it. And, and they have a better idea of kind of what it's all about. 
Yeah. Uh, did you guys have any idea, like, the involvement of all of this? Like, what, what this, what the robotics team really encapsulated when you first joined? Um, when I first joined, I thought robotics was just, like, about coding and building the robot. And mm-hmm. I thought that it wouldn't, like, you wouldn't, when you're building the robot, even there wouldn't be any prototypes. You just know what you're going into. And then you, like, do it. But that's not true at all. You have, like, 30 prototypes, and they all got shut down. Yep. So, personally, um, I knew there was going to be a lot of programming and building and stuff. Like, Akshara said, that's what you're expecting. But what you're not expecting is, like, the community service, the tech outreach, the letter writing command. That's a lot of things that you're not expecting. And another thing that I wasn't expecting is how short of time we had to build our robot, design everything. Because I was expecting we'd have a little bit more than eight weeks. Because that's a pretty short amount of time. Yeah. That's one of the constraints that our robotics team has. So I would say time management is definitely a skill you develop. Uh, from from all of this. So, um, what skills have grown from participating in the robots team? Um, I was horrible at public speaking when I first started robotics. Well, I wouldn't say I was horrible, but I was definitely not as good as I am at it now. Because when I started, I was not even interested in presentation. I wouldn't even go to answer questions. But now I'm a lot more involved with that aspect of the beats. Have you, do you think um, being on the presenting team has uh, made it easier for you to do public speaking? And uh, yeah. So those, uh, those classes that you said you took in public speaking, they've kind of come handy? Yeah. That's pretty good. Um, so what's your, what's your favorite part about all this stuff? Um, I would say working with other people because um, when I first joined Robotics, I thought you wouldn't like be working with like other people a lot. You would just be on your own and you would do whatever. But really, you have to like work with someone. You can't just be by yourself. Mm-hmm. So my favorite part is I get to um, find creative ways to apply aspects of design and aesthetic to different elements of robotics. Like the pipboards, those were really, really fun to design and organize and make. And the robot bodies were also very fun to design and make. And it's just really fun for me. Excellent. Um, well, we're starting to wrap up. Uh, there's always like a couple questions we ask everybody who's on the podcast. So uh, what does gracious professionalism mean to you? Um, to me, gracious professionalism means having um, a competitive mindset, but still helping out others when you need it and helping others achieve their goals as well as achieve your own goals. Um, for me, gracious professionalism means basically sportsmanship, but times 10. So you are nice to other teams, you empower other teams, you encourage other teams, and you always do your best to help them whenever you can. Yeah, yeah, I really like both of those descriptions. I agree with them. So the last question I'm going to ask is if you were to walk up to a sixth grader or someone on the street or somebody you wanted to tell about first robotics, how would you sell them on this? How would you try to convince them to join the team? Uh, first, robotics has a place for everyone. Um, whether it's like you're, you're artistic, you like coding, you like to build, anything like that, you'll find your place in robotics. Um, what I would say was probably like, um, you get to help people in new ways and you get to share 
different aspects of your own life, like your hobbies and your interests in different new ways. Excellent. Ash, what do you think? I haven't asked you yet. How would you sell um, robotics? <clears throat> I, I agree with both of them. I don't really know what else to say. Like, you know, there's really a place for everyone on this robotics team. And like, there's a lot of like great social interactions that you can get out of everyone from just being here. Excellent. Well, um, Akshara, Audrey, I want to thank you both for being here. I really appreciate it. You guys are welcome anytime. Um, I hope you had fun. Definitely. Excellent. And um, to all the listeners out there, you can uh, you can check us out. Check out the the team. We're at LavoniaFirst.org. Uh, if you want to just see what the first competitions, the first robotics competitions are, are all about, you can go to FirstInspires.org. And you can check out you know what, what the game is. You can you can watch videos of the current performance, the current uh, competitions. We're actually heading to states in about a week. It'll be a little, a little longer than a week, so we're getting ready for that. You can be able to, you can watch you can live stream the states competition on Twitch. You can watch it live as it's happening. It's going to be a two days worth, so a Saturday and a Sunday worth of uh, worth of competition. Um, and then uh, you know if you want to help support. Robo Falcons, head to the website. You know, like I said, LavoniaFirst.org. Uh, drop us an email, um, RoboFalconsPodcast at gmail.com. You can email us if you have any questions or if you want to uh, contribute to, to the cause here. We would really appreciate it. Um, or if you just want to know more, reach out to us let us know. Uh, but thank you again for being here. I appreciate it. We appreciate it. And, uh, and we'll see you next time.